In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you ever wonder what I think about when you come forward for communion? I mean, there are a couple of different things. I mean, I don't want to trip on the carpet. I don't want to misstep on one of the steps. I don't want to forget the Lord's Prayer or a chunk of the Eucharistic prayer, things like that. Um, So I think about those things, unfortunately. But I'm also thinking about a lot of things that I think you're also thinking about, right? that somehow our thoughts and our minds, our whole person can be lifted up into the presence of God. I'm in awe of the mystery that is Jesus with us in the bread and the cup that we share in communion. I can't help but be reminded and think about the promise that we all have of eternal life that is ours through baptism, and we're reminded it's also given to us in this holy meal. So eternal life. I'm reminded of the communion of saints. Sometimes going through my mind very quickly are some of the people that are no longer here with us, family and friends, people that had an influence in shaping my faith or encouraging me in my vocation. I'm always aware of God's promise of forgiveness, which I need more and more every day. And the presence of the Holy Spirit that comes to us also in Holy Communion to give us power and strength, and faith to face each and every day. Sometimes my thoughts turn to you. I'm glad that you're here. I'm particularly thinking sometimes about the people that are struggling a lot, and maybe privately they haven't talked with many people about their struggles, but they come to the altar to look for healing or wholeness or hope and all the things that will help them manage their struggles in life. There was a day, and maybe you remember this, um, when churches had altar rails, so you would kneel for communion. And then there was a time, too, when, out of piety, people would kneel and maybe put their head down at communion, which made it difficult because we didn't hold out our hands then either, right? So it was the host on your tongue on a head bowed down, and maybe you were a Jamaican woman with a big hat. And it had, it was difficult, you know. Sometimes I would just say, would you look at me? (laughs) 
those days are gone. So now, what I do is when you come up for communion, I can look at you in the eye. I can smile with you. Or I can look at your hands, and that is one of my hobbies. When you reach out your hands, I look at your hands, and they tell incredible stories. They tell me a little bit of your work, of your interests, of your struggles in life. And I see in those hands the children that you have raised, the people that you have cared for, the good things that you have done in caring for and embracing and loving this community of faith and the world out there. This then becomes a feast for all of us to feel the presence of God, to be blessed by God, and to go back out into the world using our hands in every way we can to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and to invite others into this place, this banquet that has incredible meaning and hope for us. Jesus speaks of a banquet in the gospel lesson for today. He dismisses the honors and the status of the world, and he calls and invites everybody to the same meal, into the same place of caring and embracing hands. If you try to sit higher than someone else, you can't be cared for by the hands of love and mercy, you're out of reach. But if you are brought into the feast as an equal, you join the others. And it is those hands of love and mercy that then can reach out and draw you in. It becomes the banquet which Jesus describes at the end of the gospel lesson, where all people around the table, reach out their hands to those who cannot provide a feast for themselves, but who need to share in the feast that is provided in that moment and in that place. This is the feast for all of us, but it's also the feast of the poor whose hands reach out in need. It is the feast of the maimed and the sick, It is the feast of the lame, the crippled, those who have disease, those who are blind, those who are groping through life to figure out who they are and where they're going. The writer to the Hebrews reflects on the feast of the community of faith. We are told that on our Mount Zion, love between sisters and brothers must continue. And it's a love that knows no boundaries or distinctions or physical limitations. It is the love of God at work in each of us and within each of us. 
the community that God calls together, is always hospitable. And we are always invited to the feast. And so we also can share the invitation with all people. It's a feast of freedom for the children of God. And it speaks of a word of hope to those who are imprisoned by fear or by other circumstances of life. It is a feast for the abused who are called here to have their bruises healed. It is the banquet for all the children of God, called to the same table, no distinctions. We share the same food, and it's the best meal we can ever have on this earth. When we gather at the table now, we no longer bow our heads and fold our hands and turn in on ourselves. We have learned as communities of faith that this table now is a place of joy and healing, joy and health, as we come in confidence to this feast that gives us life. Our hands stretch out to receive the bread and the wine of life. Our confidence in receiving that gift is not human pride. It is a worthiness that God gives us to stand together and receive what God has to offer. It's a confident humility in being part of the faithful, and it's confidence in God's gift. We also understand, then, that God can use us and turn us around to be gifts for others. We gather as the friends of God, the friends who always look after each other and to make sure that everyone is included. We gather at the same table and stretch out our hands to receive the same gift because we are the household of God, gathered at the table for a family meal. We are the body of Christ, a body whose hands are strengthened in the meal to reach out in deeds of love and mercy to one another. We stand at the table humbled, I hope, by the presence of God and the presence of each other. And our confident humility draws us into God's promise that we will know God and each other through our loving hands and through the body and blood of Christ that will reside in them in a moment. Amen.